Hi, I'm Holland Petrock. I'm 15 years old and live in Jacksonville, North Carolina. This is Climate Stories Youth Report. A podcast by Coastal Youth Media and NC Health News exploring how climate change is shaping our neighbors' lives in unexpected ways. I'm your host. This podcast is produced by eight youth producers living in rural coastal North Carolina. Our region is one of the earliest places in the U.S. to be impacted by climate change. After training with professional North Carolina journalists, we embarked as reporters ourselves. Each episode, you'll hear from different coastal North Carolina youth reporters and their stories. Let's begin. Like, uh, I used to get a text message from my fishmonger every morning telling me what he had. It wasn't everything he had. It was the crap that he knew would sell. I want to know about the crap that's not selling. I am Kevin Davis, and I'm a chef in the uh, coastal region of North Carolina. Kevin was chef and owner of the beloved La Perla restaurant in Beaufort, North Carolina. La Perla combined Latin American inspiration with Kevin's southern roots. Their fish specials changed depending on what was caught fresh in local waters, and their menu changed daily. In the food world, Kevin is kind of a big deal. His newest venture is the build of a new restaurant, The Pier House, on Atlanta Beach, North Carolina, as executive chef. Lily wanted to produce a story about sustainable seafood in her hometown, Beaufort, North Carolina. So Lily sat down with Kevin and hit him with some questions she's always wanted to know. What challenges have you faced when serving seafood at La Perla? Hmm. Getting people to eat weird fish has been one of the biggest challenges. Not weird fish, just different fish. It's like... People don't know what a triple tail is. I wish more mm-hmm. people would eat trash fish. More sustainable fish. Mm-hmm. Fish that people don't see as often. I mean, just eat some spot. They're delicious. Right. Um, and certain species that I love here uh, that are not overfished here are overfished in Florida, so I can't get them there. Right. Um, it just depends on where you're at and what tra- what is trash wherever you're at. I mean, back in, what, the early 1900s, lobster was trash. Really? I still think it's trash, but (laughs) people will pay for it. Is it expensive to source fish sustainably? Uh, Actually, it is typically cheaper. Uh, Most of the fish that you see out there is, like the groupers and crap like that, it's not sustainably fished, and it costs $16 to $25 a pound to get. And some of the better fish out there are grunts that are running at the most, $7 a pound. So it's much cheaper to actually do sustainable seafood. Uh, I tend to try to stay away from the big predator fish because they're the ones that everybody goes for. Mm-hmm. It's not sustainable usually to go for those big fish. And why is that? Uh, because that's what everybody fishes for. <laughs> they're being overfished. 80% of the fish that Americans eat come from just 10 fish species. You can probably guess what those fish are. Salmon, tuna, and shrimp repeatedly top the charts. In North Carolina, the cold and warm water currents that converge on our coast create an unusually diverse fish population here. Folks just aren't eating all of them. Why is it hard for restaurants, or why do they avoid um, sourcing sustainably? They don't want to have to sell the story to the customer, I don't think. It's just another layer that they have to work for. They just want to be able to sell their overpriced fish and be done with it. What I would think. It's like, okay, 
you're having to pay extra for the shrimp because it's local. That's about the only thing that's more expensive is the shrimp. Um, but local sustainable bycatch mm -hmm. is going to be cheaper. You just have to sell it a little harder, and people don't want to do that. And so what is bycatch? Bycatch is like uh, the stuff you're not intending to catch. Like when you're netting? Yeah, when you're going out for shrimp and you mm -hmm. catch sheep's head and grunts and whatever the hell else comes up in the net. Stingrays, skates, all of that crap. But when you go out long lining for tuna or swordfish and you catch other stuff. Mm -hmm. And they're going to happen. Sell it. Don't throw it away. Don't turn it into chum. The kind of fish Kevin is talking about, bycatch, otherwise known as trash fish, are caught incidentally when commercial fishermen are netting for something else. With bycatch, the fish are usually already dead, so it doesn't make sense to throw them overboard. Sustainable seafood folks like Kevin are saying, use them. Diversifying catch also gets fishermen into different areas of the water, some offshore, some on. This is good. You don't want all of your county's fishermen to be relying on one's fishery. Why is it important to you to support sustainable seafood? Uh, so we still have seafood in 20 years. Are there any fish that are popular um, with customers that are not being overfished? Or like how have um, trends with popular fish dishes? I mean, it's changing. I mean, it's... everybody's always going to want the stupid grouper. Because, I mean, it's, it's delicious. I, mean, I give them that. But it's not worth $20 a pound. I mean, I can't really tell you what's going to be a trend. We've been talking about using trash fish for 20 freaking years now, and people still aren't doing it. I don't know what the trends are going to be, and I don't know how it's going to work out. North Carolina has a long tradition of small-scale fish operations. But because long-standing supply chains most profitably route North Carolina fish to northern states, Restaurants in places like Maryland, D.C., and New York actually serve more North Carolina fish than restaurants in North Carolina do. This means, despite the growing local food movement, what Kevin is doing, sourcing local fish, is extremely unique, even for a restaurant on the North Carolina coast. On top of that, he's most interested in the local fish that isn't known by the average restaurant guest. The chef is definitely in an uphill battle. How do you feel about commercial fishing regulations? How do they affect the restaurant industry? I mean, they regulate when I can and cannot get certain things. Uh, so I bought American Snapper a couple years ago just because I hadn't had it in so many dang years because the season was cl the fisher was closed in North Carolina. Mm -hmm. And that was exciting. But then I was like, all right, that's about all I'm going to do for the next 10 years because mm -hmm. it still needs to be closed. Um, and Trigger is closed because, you know, everything is overfished. That's why I remember growing up here and caught boatloads of freaking flounder all summer long. Mm -hmm. And you, can, you just can't do that anymore. It's rare if you get a freaking flounder that's actually in the legal size range. Right. Um, I mean, they do, they have their, they suck, but they're there for a reason. Mm-hmm. What are some ways that um, we can introduce the public to what you call trash fish or be, um, boost grunts? Uh... Stop throwing them back in when you catch when you haul in all your shrimp. Mm -hmm. Don't toss everything overboard. I've seen them do it. Right. Uh, been on the boat when they've done it. Bring it in. Sell it as a big old freaking pot. You just buy everything on the damn boat to the fish to the fishmonger, mm -hmm. 
And then the fishmonger is just like, this is what we have. I've bought that stuff before. Uh, I don't know, just put it out there for people to sell. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. Mm -hmm. uh, exposure, yeah. People hear the word grunt, you know, more often they'd know what it was. Apparently that's where they grind their teeth together to make a grunt noise. Interesting. I don't know if that's true, but that's what I've been told. <laughs> Bonus, trash fish are usually lower in mercury and nutritionally dense. Next time you're in a seafood market or out to eat, here are some trash fish species to try out. Sheep's head, mullet, croaker, spot, hogfish, Atlantic spadefish, pampano, ribbonfish, Spanish mackerel, skates, black drum, sand bass, rintail progies, and whiting. Thanks for listening to Climate Stories, Youth Report. Each episode, our coastal North Carolina youth reporters take you into a story about how climate change is shaping our neighbors' lives in unexpected ways. I'm your host, Holland Petrov. I'm 15 years old and live in Jacksonville, North Carolina. After going through a journalism and podcast training program coached by Coastal Youth Media and NC Health News journalists, our youth reporters produce stories about their home region. This project is funded in part by a grant by North Carolina Sea Grant through the Community Collaborative Research Program. Coming up, another Climate Stories Youth Report episode.